This podcast is intended for adults 18 years and older. It contains explicit language and sexual situations. All thoughts and opinions expressed are of our own and not of those of any specific group, employer, or individual, and is not intended to take as professional advice. Welcome to the Foreplay Podcast. Join the journey, experiences, and sexual adventures of two high school sweethearts navigating their way through the swinging lifestyle as millennials. Come along for the ride. Let's play. Hey everyone, welcome back to the floor play. Hey everyone, welcome back to the floor floor play. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, hey everyone, welcome back to the floor play podcast. It's Bella. This is Jace. How has your week been the last couple weeks? It's uh, <laughs> it's been okay. Um, I was a little under the weather. I don't know what I had. I <clears throat> I tested negative for COVID twice, and I still was just kind of sitting at home and relaxing. I'm feeling a lot better now. So I don't know if it was a really bad cold or – I don't know. But I'm feeling good now, so know, that's good. Kinda, I feel like you were the last The last for... few days I've been feeling it's better. Like 10 days. Yeah. The last three or four days though, I've been getting better and better every day and I'm feeling pretty much normal. I was able to exercise today, feel pretty good. And this is totally off that subject, but we went to Costco yesterday and Costco samples are back. So it feels like the world's healing a little bit to me, which just yeah. <laughs> makes me excited. I didn't get to eat any of the Costco samples because I had my Invisalign in, mm. and I didn't want to take it out. But you took one home. You took a sample. Oh, you right. I did. They had this. Uh, I think it was called soursop, mm-hmm. and it was dried soursop, but it just kind of tasted like Mango dried apricot or apple or yeah. some fruit. Just a chewy dried fruit. It is nice. Though. Speaking. Of, oh well, no. I'll get into that at the end when I go over my weekly obsessions. Okay. <laughs> But uh, so we're going to do our question and answer. If you have any questions that you would like us to answer on the podcast, you can go to foreplay.com slash ask. That's the number four, O-U-R-P-L-A-Y.com slash ask. And you can fill out the form there and let us know what your questions are and we'll answer them on the podcast. But we have three questions today. The first one I'm really excited to answer. They said... We're not really in the lifestyle, but we've done a few things like full swap with a couple once and fantasize about doing stuff like that more often, but it's hard to find people unless we actually jump into the lifestyle world. So we've never been to an event or club and none of our friends have either. So we really don't know what the lifestyle is about other than listening to podcasts and what we see on TV. The problem we have about this is when we watch shows that touch on the lifestyle, it seems like someone gets hurt. For example, in The Chi, the last season, there's a couple that decides they want to have an open relationship and they go to a club and I don't want to spoil what happens just in case you watch it and haven't finished it but it left us feeling like uh, maybe we shouldn't get into this same with the new sex life show on Netflix when they go to the swingers party and it turns out to be a disaster we're having a hard time taking the leap and wondering if you can speak on what the mainstream media is and if it's right or wrong about when it comes to this Yes, I have very strong opinions about this. As do I. <laughs> yes, I have not seen the the Chi one, so I can't speak on that one as much. But with Sex Life, I'm going to say right now, I'm going to kind of tell what happened in that scene. So if you guys haven't watched the show yet and you don't want to be spoiled, I don't really think it gives anything away. But if you just want to experience it for yourself first, maybe skip forward a minute as I describe this. Little- no, I would say max. I mean like minimum like three minutes. Just in case. I don't want them to just get the tail end of it. You know what I mean? Okay. So skip forward three minutes if you don't want to be spoiled with sex life. Ready and go. (laughs) Okay. So basically, 
They are trying to spice up their sex life, which we already – I don't think that's a bad thing if you're trying to spice something up and you're both wanting to do that. But to me, they were already kind of in a rocky place and I don't know. It just seemed where they were going anyway to me. But they go to a house party and the husband starts to want to have sex with his wife while everybody is watching. And she gets really uncomfortable. And then the people that brought them, that was their couple of friends that were swingers, the girl in that relationship gave the other husband a blowjob that had just come into the party. And the wife was very uncomfortable, but the husband almost in spite got a blowjob from this girl while she watched. Yeah. And like his wife was like almost crying watching. And then it turned out that after that, the other guy, he, the other guy is in her friend's husband. Yeah. Expected the the main character's wife to give him head. And like reciprocate it. And then the two husbands end up fighting each other. And that's kind of what played out there. It was very aggressive. And even going into the playroom in that show, it was like they were hawks. The people who were there, not they were being hawks to the couple yeah. who wanted to try it. Everyone was playing and doing stuff. And then this one couple starts kissing. Then everyone just stops what they're doing and just stares. Like that's not realistic at all. If people are fucking, it's not like everyone's going to stop what they're doing and watch people kissing. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It made it look like a spectacle. It was bizarre and it is not how it is at all. Yeah. I would say the only accurate part of that was there were naked people. It, just hanging out whenever they were walking in. There were some couples by the kitchen and they were naked and it was just very casual. I would say that part is normal, but everything else. Mainstream media always portrays swinging in a negative light. I haven't seen any Hollywood type show or movie that has healthily portrayed swinging like what it actually is yeah and that goes how many movies have we seen we saw like there's a movie called holly slept over and it was like about a threesome that they made it turn out badly there was that one about like the swing of things which was they went to i think hedonism or one of those resorts on accident it made swingers seem like bad people every single media thing does make it seem like it's a taboo that can't work for people every single time it seems like they just make couples get in fights and argue and hate each other and resent each other for it. And I remember the next day after watching that, the whole day at work, it just kept running through my head. (laughs) And I walked in the house and Bella was upstairs working on something. And I go, I am just so angry at sex life for doing that because we're all about trying to like break this stereotype of what swinging is. Swinging really is about love and communicating and having a healthy, good foundational relationship. With your partner. Yes. And Hollywood and all these things just make it seem bad. They make it seem like a fix for their relationship and then it goes south. It happens all the time. And... We So we started doing a TikTok account, which has, and you can follow us on uh, TikTok at Foreplay, but so TikTok gets shown to your For You page with a lot of people. And even a lot of those comments coming from people who aren't in the lifestyle are all 
comments like that. Like all the negative comments are, oh, swingers are going to get divorced. Like it's just a recipe for disaster. It's just cheating. And it's because in society, in mainstream media, that is how we're portrayed. And I hate that. So that's what we're trying to do. Break the swinging stigma. Hashtag destigmatize swingers. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I feel so passionate about it. Like, my fist is in the air. <laughs> Um, it also does make me question so many other things because there's so many sub communities and subcultures that I'm not a part of, but I'll see in a movie and I'm like, how accurate is that? Right? Because every subculture of swing, I'm like, this isn't correct in all these movies. So when you see all these other things in media, I'm like, is that an accurate portrayal of what that person's subculture is like? They, they do cooking, like they're chef movies. How realistic is that chef movie? Like, I don't know. And so it just makes you wonder about everything. But to answer that question, don't pay attention to anything that happens in a movie or a TV show about swingers and the lifestyle because it's so horribly portrayed. I don't think that anyone has ever had a swinging experience has ever written any of those movies because there's no way they have. And it's just – I don't know. It's horrible. So – that's how I feel about the that. The only mainstream swinging show that's good and accurate and about people's relationships in the lifestyle is the Playboy show Swing. That is – we watched that before we really got into the mm-hmm. lifestyle. We already had an experience. Oh, j- just like you, the person who answered yeah. this. We've had a, we had an experience, but we weren't in the lifestyle, and we started listening to podcasts, and I did watch that show, and – that is about a couple wanting to start swinging, getting into the lifestyle, and they go to a house, and all of the couples there are healthy swingers. Mm-hmm. And they have a counselor that talks to people about mm-hmm. how they feel. But that, but see, that's not mainstream media. Like Playboy TV channel is not like something that normal people yeah. have. Yeah. And so Playboy has always kind of broken the stigma of what like sex is, yeah, and it's always true. been so. I feel like I agree with that. That if you're going to watch a show about it, that is probably the most accurate thing you can watch. But it's not really a normal Netflix type. It's all just different. Even I wonder about – I see the movie um, 365 Days and it's very BDSM, famous Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know a lot about that community and I have a feeling that those things are probably not super accurate to what real BDSM is like. Yeah, our friends have said that that's not like what it's like at all and reading on Reddit and forums, very inaccurate. So I assume that it is just as inaccurate to the BDS community as swinging has been as what we've seen. Yeah. Thank you for that question. That was yes. a great question and I'm so glad we were able to answer it because I think it's something that people should know. Yeah, so sorry if you're on a soapbox, but yeah. yeah, I just that <laughs> very passionate about that answer. So moving on to our second question. This is from another listener, and they said, My question is around sexual health awareness, prevention in group party settings. How do you guys approach navigating these questions? Are you asking potential play partners at parties or group situations about their health testing status before you play? Do people ask you or are you generally attending parties where you already know people's status or both and are you disclosing any of your status beforehand as well for instance i'm hsb one positive blood test never had an outbreak or symptoms and always use condoms and i'm very conscientious about sexual health and disclosure but is that information you'd want shared i'm curious about how people approach sexual health and safety in these environments and what the etiquette generally is obviously i'm sure it ranges but is there kind of a best practice in your opinion i really love the transparency communication that kink requires and the freedom that 
it provides and play ends up being so much hotter as a result of communication. So I'm curious about when it comes to more swinging lifestyle situations, how do you approach these consent questions? With this one, I would say it's every single person is going to be different when they give you this answer. So I feel like all we can do is generalize and kind of tell you how we feel. The biggest thing that I I feel about most swingers do, kind of like yourself, take their sexual health seriously. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to we don't personally ask somebody, hey, have you got tested recently? This, this. We trust that people are going to take care of themselves outside of this. And if we feel like we have trust with a couple, then we kind of go with that feeling. You know, we always recommend getting tested regularly just to make sure sure things are okay. But there isn't a solid answer for that, I guess. I think it's kind of whatever you feel comfortable with. I know there's couples that say, hey, I want to see a clean test before we do anything. There's couples that will only play that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's really finding out what makes you feel comfortable and looking out for any red flags and trusting your opinion on it, I guess, if that answers that. In general, it's an honor code system. Mm -hmm. You won't find a majority of people asking for tests. No one has ever asked us for a test. We don't personally ask for tests. So that, I would say, is not the norm. In general, if you're going to be more promiscuous, there's going to be a higher chance that you may get an STD. And that's just something that you decide and you have to understand that you are more at risk for that. Now, with swingers, it's not that swingers have a higher chance of getting STDs over typical hookup culture anyway. I mean, you think of people who are in college or people who are single or whatever it is. There's people who are hooking up all the time and having sex with lots and lots and lots of people. And And truthfully, I've always felt like, and I don't want to like make any assumptions, but I do think that as a general rule, like I said, people that are in the lifestyle take their sexual health more seriously a lot of the times. I think that you're not any more safe going out and being a single person than you would be at a lifestyle type place. I feel like a lifestyle place would be safer. We always use protection. That's one of our number one rules. We won't do anything without protection. And most people in the lifestyle also is their other than communication, is the number one rule. It's very rare that you will see people playing without protection. That, I would say, is a red flag if someone's not going to play with you because you won't wear protection. Um, the couples that we know that have played bareback, which is without protection, have a conversation about that beforehand. Mm-hmm. And and that's something like for me, I'd be like, I just don't want to play because that's not anything that I feel comfortable with. So I think that that comes pretty much down to how we view all of those type of things about sexual health. Yes. When it comes to HSV1, which is herpes simplex virus one, which is, you know, same thing as if you get fever blisters on your lips, it's the same virus. I think that being transparent with another person, it always is a good thing. It's disrespectful. Uh, Yes. And obviously if you're having a flare up, don't play stay at home, don't do anything. I do think that in your situation, if that's how you are being transparent, because if someone doesn't feel comfortable with that, then that's okay. And they should be able to know that, Hey, this is something that goes on, which it happens. Like a lot of people have that and they still have sex, but if someone doesn't feel comfortable, they should be able to know that this is something that they're kind of going into and make that choice. I 
would also feel more comfortable if someone had that just to let me know. Hopefully that clears up some answers about your questions in general about STDs. And let's move on to the last question. This podcast is brought to you by us, Bella and Jace. I know you guys have never seen really cute swingers merch, right? Well, guess what? We have the best swingers merch out there. <laughs> if you go to foreplay.com slash shop, you can see all of the clothing, accessories. We have bikinis with upside down pineapples. If you're going on a swingers vacation or a lifestyle resort, you need to go to our shop and stock up on clothes there. And we recently put out some MILF DILF Cougar Manther type clothing and that's really really cute too it says things like milf and training um, we have one that says cougar bait i love dilfs future dill future milf and so those ones are really fun i've been really liking those designs also if you guys are looking for the most fun game in town you know how we love games we have a game ourselves it's called foreplay the game and it's a digital game that's an icebreaker game it's just really built for the sexually inclined it's a fun it's an icebreaker party game. It just really gets conversation going and it can move things in sexual directions if that's kind of the games you're playing. There's tons of different versions. We have Pictionary and we have literally so many different options. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, you can go to foreplay.com games. Now back to the show. Hello, my wife and I just started out in the lifestyle this week after long talks and being 1000% honest and trusting with each other. We've been married 13 years and have a very similar story as you two. We've both been together since we were 19, fresh out of high school, and were each other's first sexual experience and her first kiss. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Thank you so much. Started listening last week and love it and was wondering if you have any little tips on what to look for and look out for in our virgin swinging experiences. We can go over, I guess, some red flags that I would say what you could look out for. There's so much that goes into swinging that I feel like we couldn't go deep into every single thing on the podcast yeah. yeah the first thing we'd recommend to do is to try out a website and you can try SDC or Cassidy uh, we have 30-day free trials to both of those if you go to our show notes and kind of check to see what the whole lifestyle websites are about and see what profiles kind of look like that's something to look out for or look, something to look for and something to expect um try going to clubs and events and every event is different every club is different every experience is different so it's hard to give a bunch of tips on what is going to happen um but you can go, we started a resources page that's just a brief newbie guide on our website. So you can go to foreplay.com slash resources to read over that and to see some clubs and see if there are any close to your location. And when it comes for things to look out for, red flags, main thing is just couples who aren't communicating. Yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest thing is I know it sounds maybe dumb but going in and truly trusting your instinct and if you're around people you're talking to people a lot of the times when things are off you get a, a feeling of hey something just doesn't feel right and our biggest advice is if anything ever feels even questionable just don't do it the experience is never worth a questionable feeling you're going to find more couples remember if you're newer into this that 
I remember at the beginning, I was so worried that we're never going to find anybody again. We're going to have to, this was our only chance. It's not. You have plenty of time. There's no rush. It's all about finding the right couples and being happy. So just be mindful of that. We always preach on communication. So if you see another couple that the husband says, yeah, we're ready to play, but hasn't talked to their wife yet. Like to me, that's a red flag. There's just, you need to make sure that you're communicating well with your partner and make sure that the couple that you are communicating with are also communicating well with each other and that and you're, you're all, yeah, all communicating, communicating together. Yeah. So I really say, trust your gut. Like Bella said, it's hard to, especially in a podcast to put down everything to watch out for, what to look for. I think the biggest thing is trying to find people that you can relate to, that you feel comfortable with, that you enjoy being around and building that trust up and feeling just comfortable in that situation. That's the best thing to look for when you're starting. And so just avoid anything that even seems questionable. If it seems questionable, then just don't mess with it. And I think that's kind of the best quick advice that we could give. And our biggest tip other than communicating with each other is don't go into anything with any expectations. So when, wherever you're going, whether it's a club, event, whatever it is, you're just going on a date with a couple and you're meeting them for the first time, make it about you and your partner first and having fun together. It's just a fun outing for you and your partner. You should never expect something to happen. Don't try to make something happen. That is one of our biggest mistakes mm-hmm. at the very beginning yeah, of I our totally, swinging Yeah, I totally journey. agree with that. And if you're wanting a real in-depth guide with every single thing that we wish we would have known before we got into the lifestyle and a step-by-step of what we would have done if we could go back. Yeah, and how to use websites, how to meet people, how dates go, ev- everything you could ever think of. We do have a course. It's an intro to swinging course, and you can find that on our website at foreplay.com slash learn. Whenever you do sign up for the course, you do get our game, Foreplay Unlimited, for free. And so you get a little bonus there. With the course, we made it over two hours long, and there's over 13 different modules and videos and a 19-page PDF file. And it goes into everything from what the lifestyle is, how to introduce it to your partner, and setting up dating profiles, and even how to be a great host, um, all the way down to ugly truths and aftercare. And so it goes really, really, really in-depth with every single thing that we could think of as a beginning swinger or a newbie. And so again, that's foreplay.com slash learn if you guys are interested in that yeah we really tried to make it everything that we wish you would have known because there was a lot of pitfalls for us along the way of just trying to learn as we went and all of all of those mishaps that kind of happened in communication and so we wanted to make a resource that had everything that we could ever think of broken down in sections so that anyone who's newer and wanting to really find out what it's all about and really get into it it would be a resource out there because we we couldn't find anything like that online. And as we were going through our experiences, we could never find anything like that. And we had to just learn through trial and error, trial and error. (laughs) And there was a lot of error with the trials (laughs) and you can check that out at foreplay.com slash learn. So thank you guys so much for all the questions. We absolutely love answer. I love these podcasts. We love answering them. I love doing the sexy podcast too. But I also really love answering these questions. So if you guys do have questions, you can send them over to us at foreplay.com slash ask. The website is the number four, O-U-R-P-L-A-Y.com slash ask, and we can answer them. So please send those over. And 
that's it for this podcast. So we're going to hit you with our weekly obsessions. Yeah. You didn't do our Bella song. Bella and Jason. No, I was about to do it right now. Oh. Bella and Jason. Weekly obsessions. Yeah, you like what? that wrist? Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> All right. So what has your weekly obsessions been? Jason Roo. So, Jason Roo. You've never called me that one time in 14 years. Oh. So my obsession... I'm going to say Anthony Bourdain in general. If you've listened to our podcast, you know we're big travel people. We love traveling. And as the world's opening back up slowly, we want to go more and more. And so I've been watching a lot of Anthony Bourdain's shows. We've been watching, especially The Layover is my favorite. But all of his shows talk about food and culture and the world. And it's just really interesting. I've also been reading Medium Raw recently, which is one of his books. And I just absolutely love hearing about food and culture and places. And he's one of the best that's ever done it for all of that combined. And if you're into food porn type writing, I've never heard anyone speak about food the way he does. It's incredible. It's so like articulate and you feel like you're, you can taste what he's explaining and the, te- mm-hmm. it's just incredible. So that's my obsession for, for thing for this week. My obsession is making my own beef jerky. I really got into doing that, and I had a dehydrator that I bought, I mean, from, I don't know, like, uh, 12, 13 years ago or something like that. I had it a long time, and I used it maybe once whenever I first got it, maybe three times, and uh, then it just stayed in our storage for forever, and uh, recently I took it back out, and I wanted to try to make my own beef jerky, because beef jerky is hella expensive, so I just went to try to make my own, and it is really good. I agree. The I made it with, a, like, a flank steak? No. I'm really bad with the definitions and the terms still, but I made it with the steak that you would cut, like normal steak that you would eat. What am I trying to say? Anyways, I tried that steak that's really good, marinating with uh, kind of a dim sum recipe, and it was really good. But then I tried making it with ground beef, and it wasn't as good. It's still good, but not as good. It It tastes like flat, dried out hamburger to me, the the other one. And I think it kind of is. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like it shouldn't taste like that. I can't believe I laid out hamburger flat and dehydrated. It tastes like dry hamburger. (laughs) Well, the other beef jerky doesn't taste like dried out steak, I don't think. It tastes like beef jerky. Yeah. But so I'm still working on it. I only made two batches so far. My other obsession is this game that we saw on TikTok. And they called it the Kevin Bacon game, but we renamed it to the IMDb game, like the internet movie database game. So you start from one actor or actress, and then you have to get to, it's like the seven degrees of a person. So then you have to, yeah. So then you have to get to, say you wanted to go from Robert Downey Jr. to Kevin Bacon. And so then you have to go, Robert Downey Jr. was in this movie with this person, and that person was in this movie with this person. And then you have to get all the way to Kevin Bacon and you can do, or Or whoever. You could do Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot Robbie, I guess in the movie together. (laughs) But you can just choose any two actor, actresses, whatever you want to do, and then get from one to the other. It's really fun. So fun. And you know how we are so into games. I know our listeners know that we are just obsessed with games and conversation games. And this is one that we've been playing on. We did a little road trip back home to see our family and play that a majority of the time. We'll play a few rounds before we go to sleep every night. Like, it is just so fun. I agree. It's oh, it's so fun. Um, and then for shows, 
I guess I'll let you have show because we're sh- we shared the show of what we both enjoyed this week. So I let you take it as far as obsessions for shows go. So why don't you hit him with the show you've been watching? Outer Banks season two. It was so good, and I I don't understand how the cast could be so beautiful. I mean, John B. And Sarah Cameron. Is that their names on the show, right? I couldn't remember if that was their real names or their their fake names. That's the show. Beautiful. I mean... The rest of the cast is also extremely pretty, but those two are... Anytime they're on the screen, they look like a god and goddess. I'm like, how do you even look like that? Even when they're dirty and nasty and, like, been in the jungle or whatever. Like, sweat pretty. (laughs) It's unbelievable. So it's very fun to watch because they are just... So absolutely gorgeous. Anyways, yeah. And it's a really good show. It was a great, it was a roller coaster from like the beginning to the end, edge of your seat the whole time. But that's my obsession. Okay. And so I'm going to do, I guess, a song obsession since we had the, the same show obsession this week. I have two songs. The first one is You For Me, but there's an acoustic version. It's by Rita Ora, who is a British pop star who makes really good music, but she has a song called You For Me that I've just been absolutely obsessed with, and especially the acoustic version. And then Dua Lipa, who, if you've ever listened to a podcast, is my favorite artist of all time. She's your she, favorite artist of all time? I can listen to one person for the rest of my life. That's who I'd listen to. Really? Mm-hmm. So I told you that. Well, I know you told me, but I didn't think you like actually... would have shows in her. Yeah, that's all. If I can listen to one person forever, it'd be Dua Lipa. But she has a song out with Pop Smoke that just came out a couple weeks ago or a month ago. I don't know when that was. But it's called Demeanor, and I really like that song too. So that's the other thing that I've been obsessed with music-wise. Well, you do have to say that you don't even like the beginning part and you skip to one thing. I don't <laughs> I don't love Pop Smoke's part as much, but I love Dua Lipa's part on it. So I, I do was... go to like 135. Yeah. <laughs> I like some of Pop Smoke's stuff, but just that's his part on that song is not my favorite. His song. I like her part on his song. <laughs> So that's my obsession for music, and that's that's our obsession for things, and that's really the episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We're going to go ahead and hit you with the outro, and we will see you in our next podcast. Bye. If you'd like to support the show, you can leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to our podcast. All our information will be listed in the show notes below. You can email us at fourplaypodcast at gmail.com. That's the number four, O-U-R, playpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or comments, or head to foreplay.com slash ask. We have a digital online game called Foreplay the Game. It's the ultimate adult party game for the sexually inclined and perfect for breaking the ice. You can find more information at foreplay.com games. We give away one free game of Foreplay Plus a month to a listener who writes a review, so just screenshot your review and email it to us for a chance to win. We have swinger and lifestyle clothing and accessories at foreplay.com shop and courses at foreplay.com learn. And we also have a Facebook group called Foreplay Community and would love for you to join at facebook.com group slash foreplay community. We're on Twitter at Foreplay Podcast and Instagram at HeyBellaLuna and at HeyJSP. I have an OnlyFans, which you can find at OnlyFans.com slash VIP or my free one at BellaLunaFree. Lastly, we're on Cassidy and SDC at Bella and Jace, and you can get a free 30-day full membership by using our link. Again, all our information will be listed in the show notes below, and we thank you so much for listening to our podcast. See you in the next one. Bye!